I think we're tipping. We're tipping. Almost, 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 almost tipping. We are recording. Are we recording? <clears throat> me, 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 me. Don't tell me what to do. Okay. Well, I guess we got our intro. Hello, 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 and welcome to Bitches with Beards. And on this week's episode, in honour of SAG Afra, I promise not to act like I give a shit. It's a motherfucking reading rainbow. We're the podcast that attempts to break down culture with all the elegance of two coastal grandmas. But in truth, we're just a couple of bitches with beards. I'm Max. And I'm Daniel. And we both have opinions. So let's get this party started. Cheers. Oh. Well, this party started about an hour later. Well, we had to do our decomp. We decomp, degree. Yes. The yes. hubs was here, needed some wine. It's a Thursday. A Thursday. It's our first full week back for a long time. Yeah. So we had a good chat. Yeah, about stuff that will never reach well, the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> to make sure it never reaches the podcast. <laughs> had to get it out of our system. I believe I said the term one last time, four times. Five actually. Five. Oh, who's keeping count? <laughs> and then just as we set up, we like to put on a little bit of music. I feel we need, like, when I'm walking back, uh-huh. I have a podcast. I usually make sure the podcast ends by the time I get to Giant. Uh, so then I put on some music for the last bit before I meet you because yeah, I like to enough. clear like the podcasting stuff. I like to get some music in me. But we. Before we started, you were like, let's put on the latest Taylor Swift. What's the song again? I Can See You, which can... we'll talk about later. Yes, but no. And then you said, though, interesting, you feel like Taylor Swift is learnt the rules and now she's saying... She's broken the rules. Broken the rules. I like to think, actually, she's learnt the rules then realised who wrote the rules was dickhead white men and turned and said, I didn't write them, so they're not mine. So I, I think that's actually a good interpretation. I think it gets to the same station at the end yeah I I think we're both saying that she's she's making her own narrative essentially which that's Taylor Swift so yes but all I know is the guy that owns her original scooter scooter. all I can think of when I think of scooter I think of uh, the Muppet right which one is it scooter no which one's the Muppet Um, he's the orange one the gopher oh the gopher the Is he a gopher? Yeah, he was a gopher. Oh, okay. Well, he wasn't a gopher. So he's a gopher. His role on the Muppet Theater was a gopher. Right. He was gopher this, gopher that. Right, right, right. So, but I always think of as him. Well, I, I, it's appropriate. He's sort of nerdy like that. So there you go. Uh, right. So I'm being horrible this week because I had a bit of a weird chaotic night last night. So I'm work not chaotic, but I decided last night that I was going to. I actually finished the chapter that I. Oh no, the section I said I would in the book. About what's his face, Walter Jenkins. Walter Jenkins, but actually, Johnson. yeah. But the, the actual chapter transitioned into Ronald Reagan because he was uh, oh, the, that's a because he was a governor at the time. Oh, okay, okay. yeah. Now so, I can see why. They actually, because yeah. because like you I know the entire seventies. <laughs> yeah, I know Lady Bird uh, is amazing, but yeah. LBJ was not, is kind of a big boring bully. So well, yeah. actually, I kind of like that transition at the end of it. Yeah, no, he was very much a bully. Yeah. But no, so I'm not working off paper notes, and Daniel knows that I'm a paper notes person. Oh, she is. She's like me when she tries. Because <laughs> I'm very much paper. But no, so we have had... I'm going to peek behind the curtain. Peek. This week, 
Daniel and I, we, Daniel and I have had some, uh, two great weeks of culture. Yes. This week, culture turned up later than the gay at brunch. It turned up late in, in the vengeance, and I'm just like, oh, we can't do this. Yeah. We can't. <laughs> we cannot. And I don't like to jump ahead, but I am going to just say is this week is going to be a great week. We have got really good stuff to talk about. We actually do. But yes. next week, we have got the movie event of the year. Yes. And at the same time, the event that's going to tear down the movie event of the year if it has its way. All in one fell swoop. Group. One fell swoop, listeners. What more can you want? And Daniel loves a bit of film, but we. I am a cinephile. Next week is going to be a big week. We are geared. So all I'm saying is loot those holes and stretch those legs because next week is going to be something. It's going to be fashion. It's going to be glitz. It's going to be glamour. It's going to be... Style and opulence. I'm not going to decadent say what we're talking about, no. but what I'm going to say is that's a lovely shade of radioactive even. I was going to say it's going to be a blast. Is that what we're going to talk about? Anyway, uh, Daniel. Yes. It's only Thursday, but how was your week? You, you know, uh, this week has been one of those where every meeting I was supposed to go to got cancelled, but... I had fun on Saturday because I got to play a stylist. I'm trying to think Saturday. So it was nothing that you were involved in. So my best friend growing up, my dear Sonny, who I've been friends with since pre-K. I've met Sonny, haven't I? No, you no. met Kit. Kit, that was it. You met Kit. So Sonny, she had an announcement that she's been named an assistant principal. And she's like, I need to update my wardrobe. She's like, but I don't know what to wear. She's like, I need you to dress me. So I spent like four hours like going online saying you need to buy this you need to buy this you need to buy this for your wardrobe and you need to buy this like I literally got to play dress up I have visions of her looking like Agatha Trunchbull now no <laughs> not at all why do I need a shop put no it was very much like I was picking out a lot of like very preppy like Banana Republic like J. Crew, Caroline Herrera like looks for her like, do you know I like a hard fashion like uh, sort of a masculine top but with like a cute like heel which is exactly what we were doing and that's why we're friends yes cheers I was like, you're very much going to do like a rigid Oxford cut shirt, but you're going to have a nice soft tail to go with it. Like, yeah, it was very much like we were playing with blacks and whites. And anyways, like, I think we had like 30 wardrobe pieces picked out by the time it was all said and done. Like, she's in good shape, but it was something I don't get to do, but I love doing it. I'm just like, we're going to play dress up today and you're going to wear all of this. I love it in Clueless when Cher plays dress up at the start of it. Uh And she takes her computer to work out that the uh, yellow and green plaid blazer goes with the yellow green pad skirt and <laughs> right. I'm like ma'am honey <laughs> that's not a stitch fix algorithm no it's like that that's that's basic that's very basic yeah very basic uh, and then I also got to play party planner this week what plan party what plan was it a gender reveal no it's not is gender. that why it's Canadian wildfires no it's not because of Canadian wildfire so my friend Gracie who is in New York City she works for Columbia University and she's hosting an alumni event here in D.C. for oh, nice. a conference. And she's like, so if a hotel is located at this location, I'm like, okay, unique part of the city. And she's like, where can we actually host an event at for 40 people nearby? And I'm like, well, we could go here, 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 here for cocktails, here, here, here for dinner. Like, and if you needed to, like, walk, you're going to be in this location at best. Yeah, I think you'll be careful of in D.C. is it? 
like you know the numbers mm-hmm. is that they really do like the minute you mention party they like to come back to these bars and go hey so this is the thing like it's for 40 individuals I said you need to call these locations today yeah. to see if they've got an opening for that day and they will ask you for a package but yeah. I'm, I'm sorry it's a college they have money Oh, it's a university. It's Columbia. They've got money. Don't worry. Because colleges are the division of universities, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, that being said, she is not paying for this. She has a credit card to pay for it. I said, just see if any of these locations work for you. Yeah, she'll be fine. That'd be nice. Oh, she'll be fine. She'll be fine. We think we're going to, like, take her to, like, the Adams Morgan area. Like, I'm like, go to the Line Hotel. See, the thing about Adams Morgan, right, love it. Uh Uh-huh. It's crunchy. So... It's Captain Crunchy. But here's the problem. The hotel that they're at is the Army Shore which is right across the bridge from but it. the line oh I know that one wait wait see if you go across the bridge and then turn left yes so the Virgin Flight Crew stay there yes yeah uh, I know that the hard way <laughs> but uh, no but the Lion Hotel is a really good choice yes I was just like she's like we need to have a space for dinner and a place for like presentations I'm like go to the line we also like, acknowledge the controversy around the Lion Hotel there's a lot of shit goes on behind it but there's it's a also lot. a very good space in Adams Morgan that's the only one in Adams Morgan actually I have to yeah. say that was sort of what I told her. I'm like, you're going to have to go to DuPont. It's, if it's crunchential. Yeah. I love it. It's crunchy. But, oh, yeah. But even DuPont. Do you know what? You know, I'm not the biggest fan of some places around there. I'm not the biggest fan either, but there's a couple of boutique bars that have opened up recently that I have not taken you to that we should go to that are actually rather nice. Where's the little British place you took me to that time? After um, the cathedral uh, for the carol concert. Oh, and I did, then, yeah, when I tucked and rolled outside the car. Yeah, uh, that was Tavern. That's a little bit south of Dupont. That was my favourite night. Oh, I love, love Tavern. So, Tabard. listeners, this is pre-podcast, but Daniel was very generous and got me and the Hubs tickets to go to a carol concert at the cathedral. And I'm not very religious. I love Christmas, but I'm not very religious. But I love a good carol concert. Uh, and then we found out England got through to the <laughs> semis of the... World Cup and I've never been a soccer fan but I am now uh-huh. and we found it the week before and the hubs went I'll go where you go and looked me deep in the eyes and I went there ain't fucking no way you're going to miss out on this <laughs> so how we did it was I said I'm going to go and I said to him be free be free be free uh-huh. and the bastard just went to the soccer but <laughs> I said to Daniel like, I'm going to come it was a really great concert it really got me in a Christmas spirit but we literally got in a car and I said can I be a cheeky bitch because you were going to go straight to the tavern and yeah. I was like no I need can I go and see that I need to go to I, the expat and you literally opened up Judy's car and I tucked and rolled literally out of that car and I got the last I watched just kind of fail dismally no fail if style but I was there and it was just so funny. And I remember you buzzing me going, we were laughing. It was worth it just to watch you try and run. Oh, it was yeah. hilarious. Like you were dressed up and like you were like doing this waddle nun run type situation yeah, thing. Yeah, because it was snowing, wasn't it? No, was, it, was, like, it was snowing. snowing. Yeah. yeah, it was snowing. And like Julie and I just lost it. We're like, oh my God, he's going to do it. He's going to do it. He's going to make it. Like... It was I just had to lie to the front doorman. Well, I didn't lie. Yeah, well, but... yeah, but like you were like pushing your way through. It was, it was listeners. You had to be there to see it. But anyways, it was. 
key memory for us, but it was hilarious. But apparently, it turns out that I can run every day and look normal, but when I right. wear smart shoes, no. No, it was it was hilarious. I was afraid you're gonna like trip and fall. I think flat. that's when I was like, this is material, but for what? <laughs> and that's how bitches are beards were formed. <laughs> exactly. Next story, Daniel. I've interrupted way too much. Oh no, that was just it. That was my week. I was a stylist and a party planner. So it's up to you. What are your stories, dear? Oh, I, I had stories. So um, obviously, I'm working off my phone because I had a weird. Wednesday was weird. Oh. I said I was going to get home. I was kind of like, oh, I don't want to drink. I don't want to do this. So I read my book. Uh-huh. And then, but I listened to like Stuff You Missed in History Class. And they were talking about noodles. Which you told me about, which I didn't listen to at work. It was a good episode. Oh, it was a very good episode. And I then they talked about stroganoff. And I'm like, I've got to make a stroganoff now. But we're just trying not to eat meat in a week. So I did like a mushroom and... To- I, I can do good crispy tofu now. Like, you got to just blitz. you got to dr- drain it and you got to blitz it. Mm. 15 minutes in the air fryer and it's crispy, crunchy, good mm-hmm. on a salad. So that was like that. The Jenna of it all. We had Jenna. Obviously, anyone that's listening would know that Jenna joined us last week to talk oh, about Jenna. Lady Johnson. Johnson. But we had a really lovely weekend with the Hubs' cousin, Jenna. We ended up spending most of Saturday. So she was <laughs> over Friday, helped with the podcast recording. Right. Had a few drinks and then Saturday woke up and was just like she has kids so we're a little bit like she's like I just want to like, she needs to rest she so we ended up watching like The Cleaner yes and she got really into that and I said well let's watch Greg Davis in, in between us and then watching that uh-huh. had a really good time and we had a nice party probably went to like four in the morning I gave up at one in the morning so you gave up at one, gave up at one. Uh, the priest and I went back to my place at two we did, did I go to bed before you left? I guess so I think I don't know. So, so it was one of those. Here's the thing. I know we were home by two, and then we woke up at nine. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> come to whatever conclusions you will. <laughs> I I know that everyone next day woke up and was like so hungover. I wasn't for some reason. I was fine. I think I got an early night, uh-huh. and then we all went out, uh, got some brunch, and go, went to what a bar we love, but was yeah. like, was on the struggle bus. It was it was very much struggling with the service. And then I'm getting drinks, and we'll talk about the drinks later. But no, it was good, and 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 Jenna had a lovely visit. It was very sad to see her go. Ended up watching uh, Thingy again, uh, Shiny Happy People, mm. and she was just over the fucking religion of it all. Yeah, uh, the trauma, the trauma of that show was on. But, say. You know, to be honest, like I just feel like it's like we, the husband and I, going through. Uh, our car, as you know, blew up. So we're trying to work out what to do with our car. Uh-huh. So, you know, yay, start of summer, car needs new transmission. <laughs> so I'm sort of at this point of now, like, how do we accept this is our summer? <laughs> you know, I, I, I know it sounds bad, but you're like... I what? think you just make the most of it. We make the most of it. Uh, we've, got, and we're going, we've got a good weekend coming up now, uh, which I think we have. But no, I'm, I'm sort of like, fuck. It's like not a hot girl summer, but like a adulting summer. Poor girl summer. We'll work it out. <laughs> we'll work it out. But he's like, oh my god, new fucking transmission. In the oh, car. yeah. New car looking like we're going to have. Have a new car you want? I want a Cadillac. Like a proper old ass Cadillac. Not a Mercedes Benz. Oh, love. Um, <laughs> Thank you. You know, I have a bit of Jonas Joplin. I know you do. No. <laughs> Which is why I said it. <laughs> no, but. Yeah, no. Um, no, that's basically it, to be honest. Uh, 
Actually, I do have a confession. Oh, confession? I know. I feel like this week we had such a weird week trying to work out what we're going to talk about. Oh, we did. <laughs> we were trying to work so it out. Let's be really honest about something. Yes. This is so fucking petty. And yes. it's not, pet- it's not <laughs> petticoat lame. It's not petticoat lame, listeners. Okay, like... Two petticoats for the price of one. This muscle bear I follow on Instagram uh-huh. has a muscle... I don't know what he is, but he's got a fucking body hair on him. Uh-huh. And he got engaged at Bear Week at P-Town. And he okay. went, I'm the luckiest man alive. I'm guessing he speaks like that because he's muscly and that's how I presume everyone in muscle speaks. Slightly southern. <laughs> yeah, slightly southern. And I was just like, fuck you. <laughs> because I don't you know why. Like, and, why? I say, and I was why? like, why do I have this visceral? And I've seen this before where people go, I'm the luckiest man alive. And I'm like, that is presuming that your man is the best man in the universe. The entitlement of it all. And I suddenly realised I was offended for my husband that someone had presumed that their their partner now was better than my husband without meeting him. Oh. And I was like, why do I get so angry by this line? And it was so weird. And I know it was like I was, this week, and I was went there going, that's so odd. I think I think I'm gonna I'm gonna put a little pin on this one. I think that uh, this moment right here is going to get a nomination for the Chrissy Award. Yeah. <laughs> As apparently I had a Chrissy reaction last week. On the you podcast. had a Chrissy, but it, it just I don't know why like the, was audacity. So the audacity. The audacity of presuming it. The your audacity. Because his your guy has arms as big as my husband's head <laughs> and can flex them on the back of what looked like a very strange cycle buggy thing I'm like Cycle but buggy. I don't know why it's, it's so weird and I was just saying I was, how dare you presume that your husband is better than how mine dare, dare you? you and I'm sorry that was a weird thing to bring up but I was there today kind of like going why am I so bothered <gasps> he presumes that his husband is better than mine <laughs> I feel we should have a husband off well you should have something is what you should have <laughs> and the only other thing I know I know I know but I do like to say this because we do have a little bits in this opening bit right. is just that I like to give a little bit of a love to our listeners oh yes because we do have loyal listeners mm-hmm. and a party Saturday night for the lovely Jenna oh, and Jenna yes. herself is a fan but an individual I had not seen for a while mm-hmm. got chatting a couple and I haven't seen them they've been, they've been in Hawaii and and Jay one of the couple knew more about the details of the podcast than I did. Oh, God. The priest walked in and I went, that's the priest. <laughs> His eyes lit up. They did. <laughs> like a who of Christmas morning. And here was the funny thing. He never would approach the priest. Like, he felt like the priest was... He like, was starstruck. He was starstruck. And I was just like... I was like, do you want to say hi? And he's like, oh, no, no, no. And I was like, okay. <laughs> but it was nice to know he's had an impact so thank you, Jay. Yes. Also thank you to Meredith, who's going to be back in America soon. Oh yeah. Meredith messaged me this week. I forgot to tell you. I didn't. I thought I'd save it for the fair and said uh-huh. that we. She thought that we really hit our stride. Oh. And was you, really Mary. loving it. But to anyone out there, out there in the dark, uh, if you are listening and you're loving, obviously rate, review, subscribe, subscribe as they subscribe, say. Yes. But also share, share. Don't be afraid to put it on a bit of social media. Share. Put it with a dick pic. No, don't really. No, don't do it with a dick pic. No, uh, but no. Because maybe you want to just let your let your networks know. You know, let your friends know you got some love out there. And if you think someone's gonna hate it and you hate them, share it even more. 
<laughs> we're the podcast that you can love to hate <laughs> or hate to love. Hey, what's the Barbie tagline at the moment? Oh yeah, for it's people that love Barbie, Barbie and for people that hate it, yeah. and that is a genius. It's sort of everyone. No, no, Max, that's next week. That's, that's next good. week. But my God, call your genius. horses. Call your horses. God, this film. I know. I don't think you people know the struggle that Daniel and I have been through to keep this to one episode. Literally two hours of talking prior to recording. Essentially. Essentially. Essentially two hours. Or maybe an hour. Anyways. Right. I've actually got to go grab a fresh glass. Yes, you do have to grab a fresh glass. So I'll take it from here. So in Ina's garden this week, we are having a nice little treat a little something different we're having a pinot blanc it's a pierre spar from all sock lorraine in france it's a 2021 max i'm gonna pour you some i've had some your hubs has had some we've had reactions to it so let's see what your reaction is on the first sip of this so Maybe it's opened up though we're not gonna lie and pretend like i don't drink before the podcast starts i honestly do not drink daniel's drink before this moment. Right. And especially because faces were made. Faces were certainly made. As my mother would say, if the wind changes, it'll be left like that. Uh, let's just say if my face froze like is that. that is you... that a term over here? Uh, no, we were more of, what would you think if your face froze like that? So my mum always said, if you make a face and the wind changes, it'll be frozen like that. Yeah, yeah. And then Mary Poppins and the wind changes, mm. scared the shit out of me. Fair enough. But I'm smelling it. And I'm smelling it. it. Smells like big for dick. That's a lie. It's yeah. actually not so nice. Okay. Oh, oh, there's a Pinot Gris smell though. Right, but not quite. It's not quite. It's a Pinot Blanc. <laughs> it's a Pinot Blanc, but it's got that Pinot Gris, the. I, I say grassiness. A little bit of a grassiness to it. Is, is, it, is it grassiness? Is that the term you would call that smell? Um, you would say that it's got a grassy taste to it. Like you would describe that for self Blanc for sure. It smells like Eva Longoria's dress from the first episode of Desperate Housewives. Oh yeah, whenever she's pushing the lawnmower. Did you know that famously that someone actually liked the dress and the, the costume department sent it to the person for their prom and there was still grass on it? Oh. That's why I think of Pinot Grigio, I think of Eva Longoria. Oh, I love that. My weird niche stuff. Anyway, here we go. Oh. 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 It has the initial taste of a Pinot Grigio. Uh-huh. But. But. It has the buttery aftertaste of a sub- of a um, Chardonnay. Chardonnay. Yep. It's buttery. Yep. It's. Oh my god! It's like the before and after of the life process of grass. It tastes like grass. Now it tastes like butter. It comes out of a cow. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Now I'm remembering why I don't get this one. Oh my god, that's. And you know what? I've not had. Because usually me and Jay, me and that, usually me and the hubs are like, we get a beer in a restaurant with like a red wine over of a meal. You're probably the only person I have like actual classy white wine. With. <laughs> I try. <laughs> but you know, the only person I have like a, like that with. And because you don't like Chardonnay, I don't get a lot of Chardonnays, which no. I'm fine because you actually find me Pinot, because you know I'm not the biggest fan of Pinot Grigio, but you know enough about it to keep me going. Right. So I, I've never had a buttery Chardonnay and now I get it. It tastes like popcorn butter. Yeah. I'm not angry. Well, you should. Uh, uh, wait, you still got. Re- we haven't revealed yet my food of the week, and then you'll get why. Like, oh, oh, god, what's the food of the week? What is the food of the week? Wow, 
It genuinely tastes like fucking liquid butter. Yeah. Yeah, this is why I You're have for the South. Oh, I guess you're not making this. It showed like a president's head. No, 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 no. This is why I have issues with popcorn. Jesus. Well, <laughs> anyway, that's not talking about butter. Uh, what's going on in the gayborhood? We discuss the stories that are gay, gay adjacent, or just a little bit camp. Well, fucking hell, it finally fucking happened. Oh, what happened? So, a Michigan salon owner has refused to serve not LGBTQ people, just the T and the Q. Oh, fantastic. So progressive of them. Because they're pedophiles. Sorry, because, quote, they're pedophiles. End quote. Uh, would we say pedophiles, or would we say you're just a bigoted giant cunt? I would go with that one. I'm pro this individual as a cunt. I bring it up because we're going to go into something a little bit later that needs a bit of a deeper dive. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, lady. Yeah. I don't feel comfortable. Guess what? I don't feel comfortable that people that eliminate the alphabet mafia from a fucking salon. Because if you don't have the gays on your side, your hairstyle's going to be shit, and everyone's going to look like a f- fucking bouffanted, blue-haired idiot. Who are your hairdressers going to be? Who's going to be renting your chairs is what I'm going to be asking. Well, against, I guess, a bunch of fucking other big fucking people. Well, that's it. That's Very it. angry. Very angry with you, Michigan. I felt need to say it. I'm sorry. If you don't want to serve... Guess what? I don't think they want to be served by you. But quite frankly, you have no yeah. right. I mean, if you're going to be that hateful, like, no, I don't want to get my hair cut from you. I took a deep breath uh-huh. because obviously... You being in a relationship with the priest mm-hmm. has let me reevaluate feelings before they come out of my mouth. I'm glad that that's finally rubbing off on you, and it was something because I, I do. I'm very angry about religion. I'm sorry, yes. I don't like religion. Yes, we know. I do. But I'm trying to like. I'm trying to see levels of religion. But this is not religion. This is the no. weaponization of religion to justify your own bigoted fucking stance on life. No, it's absolutely a situation to where you're cloaking yourself in religion to mask your hate. It's like, I don't agree with guns. I will never own a gun. I don't ever want to shoot a gun. But a gun can feed a family and a gun can also kill a family. So let's ways. look yeah. at both ways of it. So yeah. I, that's why I'm like... Because I could go angry at religion, and it's easy to be angry at religion, but you're not religious. Because as far as I know, from the Gospel of Christian Chenoweth and the Gospel of Dolly Parton, that what did Dolly Parton, who's the only person that has ever united America, let's face it, name one person that everyone loves, always said, someone said, how can you like gay men? And she went, well, as a Christian, she goes, well, I'm Christian enough to know that only God can judge. Boom, mic drop moment right. of it all. So I'm not, but I'm sorry, love, you cannot do this. Man. No, you cannot. You cannot, we will not stand for and it. And I don't believe in giving this airtime, so I'm going to cut it off. I am going to cut it off, but just, this is what we warn people about. So when your parents go, it ain't going to happen, it ain't fucking happening. It's fucking happening right now. It is. Right before our eyes, literally, in the past right week. Right before our eyes. Also, on a lighter note, mm-hmm. we, are, we are here, we're here. We're the here. HBO has been... Uh, renewed for season four. Oh, television we're, show we're here. Television show we're here. Yeah. <laughs> so this is like Queer Eye, but it's actually was really it's really intense. And me and the hubs watched it, and I think the last season that we could only do one episode at a go. 
So drag queens go into yeah. community, they each take an individual and they put on a drag show. Yeah. And they use it as a way of either changing hearts and minds or just letting someone come into themselves. A uh, new cast has been announced. I generally think there was one episode last season where Shiangela was left with someone who really was was tough. And I think it was it was a hard episode to watch. Mm-hmm. I think three episodes is enough. A three seasons is enough. I'm yeah. excited. So I think Sasha Blue is involved. Priyanka's yes. involved. I've got the other person involved. Jane Essence Hall. Jane Hall. Uh, they're a good batch. There's a lot of love in them. A lot of love in their hearts. Uh, excited that it's going to get season four. But if... And they have a new format. They have, yeah, they're going to do two towns, aren't they, over yeah. three, six episodes. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. Well, I think it's a way of not getting burnt out, too. I, I would have been... I was emotionally burnt out watching it. And I think that one of the people last time was potentially a threat. Yeah, I remember watching... I think it was the first episode where Eureka was at, like, the rodeo, and I was just like, oh, my God. Yeah, I... Like, it was just... There was a tension throughout the entire thing, and I don't think it was one of these... They added a tension into it. Like, it's a palpable tension you could just feel. Yeah, I I do do a bit of a... I think you've seen I do my shoulder back, and I... There was a lot of that through it. Anyway, Daniel, let's just get, let's just move on. But no, all good. Yeah. But glad it's going to get second, uh, fourth season, second incarnation. Oh, absolutely. Let's keep going. Let's keep reinventing. It works for Doctor Who. It can work for life. No, absolutely. Like we can always have a new drag queens come on. So, anyways, we're now going to take the news into a direction that's called "It's All Greek to Me," based on the two stories I've got to talk about. Ooh, I like a Greek man. Uh, yes, and I'm going to say this next. Get your beep button ready. So this next segment is called Kappa Kappa Gamma. You can go Rama Jamma. All right. So, sorority Kappa Kappa Gamma, not my favorite, not gonna lie. Anyways, six sisters at the University of Wyoming at that chapter have sued their chapter because they are offended that trans members have been accepted as sisters into their community. Well, I'm so sorry for them. Yes. Kappa Kappa Gamma, the name itself, sounds like someone who loves to put a pyramid. Oh, uh, well... <laughs> How are you feeling, Kappa Kappa Gamma? <laughs> How many fingers am I holding up? Anyways, mm. yes. So anyways, these six sisters named in the lawsuit are suing their chapter because they're including trans members, whereas 145 chapters of this sorority across the United States have unanimously voted to include trans members into their organization. Well, you know, let's not fight Kappa Kappa Gamma. Let's fight Kappa Kappa them. Well, I completely agree, but I'm just saying... Yeah. When you got the Greek letters, how? How? I don't know what to say, really. I'm like, the point of a sorority is sisterhood, like, and you're denying sisterhood to an individual. How dare you? Like, you're not sisters. You are the opposite of being sisters. The thing is, they'll come from bloody. If you need a fucking sorority, you come from a damaged family, so they have no idea what sister (laughs) is. Well, I would imagine so, but, anyways, it's just like, you know, this is. You've missed the entire point of being in a sorority. Like, it's about having a community, and like our communities are better whenever they're more diverse. And to suck dick and pay fines when you don't do glitter glue on a good sign. Right, and whenever you have to locked in a closet with an owl and a newspaper and to be whipped, anyways. An owl? That was a rumor that I talked about with Gracie. There are birds in. You know, I love a bird. Well, so the rumor at Auburn is that there is a stuffed bird. I think actually for Kappa. Oh, stuffed. Well, it's dead. Anyways, the rumor is they locked their pledges up freshman year in the closet with the owl. And what did the owl do? I don't know. <laughs> we have lots of bird stories in Auburn, but I don't know what the owl did. 
I don't know. And it was stuck because there's a difference between stuffed owl and a dead owl. Well, it was dead and then it got stuffed. It was taxidermy. Oh no, I'm just checking. It wasn't just like a rotting corpse of an owl. Yeah, no, it was a taxidermy owl. Another <laughs> taxidermy owl. I know. It's like. Ugh. Was it in the hawk position? It could have been. I don't know. Here's the thing. I wasn't in that sorority, so I wasn't gonna say it. I wasn't in any sorority, so you know. Uh, but on much better news, on much better news. Um, then the owl. I'm still concerned about the owl. You have not. Can you just go and sort find out about this owl? Archimedes is okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Archimedes is just fine. Okay. We're and fine. if you get it, you get it. Anyways, other Greek news is that the Greek Prime Minister. Uh, uh, let's see if I can get this name. Prime Minister. Mitsutaki? Mitsutakis? Mitsutakis. I say, yeah, Mitsutaki sounds a little bit more. <laughs> Mitsutakis. We'll go with that one. Has voiced support for gay marriage, stating that it will happen at some point and it will be part of the strategy as he is running for re-election right now, and that Greece is in a much more mature and ready situation to support the cause at this time. They fucking invented <laughs> Oh, they invented gay marriage a millennia ago. I mean, we have them to thank for, you know, playing leapfrog on, you know, China. (laughs) Good for them. I know. I do love a Greek waiter. I've had many a Greek waiter. But really, ah, that's sweet. I'm good good for them. But (laughs) but at the same time is, there's so much homosexuality that can be traced back to Greece. I mean, the island of Lesbos... Mykonos now. Mykonos then. Mykonos then. It's where the first mega club originated from. I mean, Sparta. I mean, it's all gay to them. All gay. I mean, which god didn't have a gay lover? I mean, Apollo was infamous for it. Yes. I love the fact that um, Zeus snapped to Earth to have sex with his mortal lover. Uh huh. But not just as a, a Greek god. No, that she didn't want a Greek god. She wanted a swan. Oh yes. And I was like, Cygnus. I'm like, could you just not have turned up as daddy? And then he also did it as a bull. As a bull. In my head, just turn up as Pedro Pascal, and I will be there. <laughs> you know, <I'm> like, <laughs> could you just do that face, Zeus? Do that face. Don't don't go with the swan route. No one wants a swan. Well, that's been culture for millennia. It's been something, is what it's been. Daniel, what's been culture for you this week? Oh, so this week it's been like 95 in DC, so I've had a zero oven and stove rule, as in I'm not turning on the oven or the stove in the apartment, ever. So it's been salad, salad, salad for my food. We're talking potato salad, pasta salad whitefish salad, smoked salmon salad, anything that doesn't involve turning on the stove. My favourite steak and chip salad. (laughs) That would involve turning on the stove. I'm just saying, I don't want the heat. I don't want the heat right now. My drink of the week has been a gin and tonic because apparently malaria is a thing in the US again, so I've got to drink the tonic to make sure I've got the right medication in me. That's how my mum always said it. It's the quinine. Because it's medicinal reasons. I'm like, Muppet's your fifth one tonight. (laughs) It's literally, I'm sitting here and I'm like, it is for medicinal reasons. My song of the week has been Promises by Lufay. It's very good. If you like Melody Godot, it's like a younger version of her. I'd highly recommend it. And that was brought to you by All Songs Considered on NPR, which apparently is not going to be happening next week based on the news that we were brought before podcasting. My soundtrack of the week 
The boys of Syracuse do not recommend. I could not tell what you what the plot was about. I know it's supposed to be based on Shakespeare, but I did not get that from listening to it. Even ten things I have are you is clear what it's about. Yeah, I couldn't tell you what the boys of Syracuse. Like was I about. literally think you sit there and go. It's obscure. No, Ten Things I Hear About You is clear to everyone. Yes, it's very clear. Uh, this one was not. Uh, my book of the week, uh, I'm reading Lost Japan by Alex Carr. It's a very interesting concept. He is English, as in he's American. He wrote a book in Japan and Japanese, and then he had translated over into English like six years ago. Is he big in Japan? Yes, but it's one of these, I don't know if the book really works in English, so that's the problem. Now, my but it's your first language, dear. Uh, my podcast recommendation of the week is Field Trip by the Washington Post. Lillian Cunningham is going to national parks across the United States discussing the issues currently facing the national parks in their second century. I wonder why I like that one. I wonder. I wonder. Anyways. So, my music of the week, uh-huh. I have recently reunited my love with the Overtones. Oh. It's a British doo-wop band. Oh, doo-wop. Very sexy. Sexy. They are. They was like mainly free gays in it then one of them um well one of them died oh so then there were two gays and then the other left so there's one gay he has the bass and the bass vocal left which really annoyed me uh-huh. but one of them the other gay the only one left no they've got another gay so one of them so you know they're weird they're like a do what band they're really good they do they, they, they do a lot of classical like Americana stuff uh huh I love them. Check them out. They're called the Overtones, but no, mm-hmm. sadly the lead singer he he got cancer and he 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 died. But it's a bit weird. His death's a bit weird, and I think the other one just kind of was like, I'm 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 kind of need to move on. Uh-huh. But the third gay at the time, I bumped into one Pride in a bar in Clapham and uh-huh. took a nice photo with him, and I was very happy to see him because he's very cute. Uh-huh. I cropped him out the photo and used him on Grinder, and that was a photo of my husband decided to say hello to me too ah uh, so clearly you like the star powers. but i do love the overtone so i've been listening to them all week and i'll show you the photo but they okay. are very very cute um my tv of the week is definitely been we've finally we're going through some old stuff now but we are catching up on season four of mrs Maisel. Mm-hmm. i love it the hubs loves it it just is really good to watch good. i like the cadence of it movies this week i saw mission impossible dead reckoning part one you did it was so good how is vanessa kirby in it i mean she's good the trouble is right it's been going on now 28 years right so the trouble is that, that her relation is with a character from the first film which i did not realize and i'm like i saw it at cinema i've seen that most i think i've seen all but two at the cinema uh-huh. i saw the first one of my parents at the cinema mm-hmm. i'm like i don't remember the links for 28 years ago but it's really good. Uh, who's the main uh, thing is in it? Who was in? Oh my god! Um, she was in Captain America. Haley Atwell. Atwell mm-hmm. is the main person. She's good. I love her. She's like very attractive, but not traditionally pretty. But I yes. think holds her own. I love her in it. She's just got this look about her. I adore an English rose. Uh, it is long it's yes. two and a half hours yeah. I, I walked out of it at 10 to 10 going fuck Whole Foods is closed uh, but I did <laughs> I did have a really really good time of it and I will, I will I'm excited for the second one I cut it in half very nicely mm. everyone seems to be having a good time Tom looks really good okay. and he's really good at comedy he's 
ever inched a movie star. I know he's got some religious shit going on, but oh my god, he's a movie star. And his butt looks amazing. So it makes sense where they cut it there. Like Yes. Okay. It's still two parts. You're not like, oh, this is like one film. No, but they actually okay. did know it. Okay. Food of the week. Yes. Drum roll please. I made hot dog soup. Oh. Oh. Oh God. <laughs> I oh, went ahead God. and used the hot dogs that were dying and oh, made hot dog God. soup and froze it. Oh, God. Oh, that's the word I didn't want to hear. Also, it's from Bob and Star Goes to Bistadale Mar. Yes, which is one of our favourite films that we watch. Constantly. And this is not like it's potato and carrot and hot dogs. It's Do you like hot dogs? It's really good. Okay, it doesn't sound so bad when you say it's potato and carrot. You... Okay, the hubs has made a froty gaggy thing. It's very atrocious. And I will point out last night, last night, last night, last night, last day, made a vegetarian stroganoff, uh-huh. which he said was delicious today even more because cooling down changes the fat molecules, and that's why frozen food and reheated food taste better originally. Right. It's just a really nice, consistent, delicious food. Fair enough. No, 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 it's fine, it's fine. It's fine. He got it out of the fridge. No, yes. that's not the hot dog soup, though. Oh. The hot dog soup is delicious. It is, I would say, definitely, and we're not going to, that's not actually, that's, um, that's duck broth. There we go. Okay, okay. I would, I would kind of, I would never serve it. It's basically uh, Frank and Beans. Okay, okay. And I think today was Frank and Beans Day. Is it? Yeah. I was oh, so it was sort of appropriate. But I was not against it. Okay. Anyway, that was my food of the week. I've been eating all week. And people go, that smells good. I, I wouldn't. I was so embarrassed. I would not tell my eating a hot dog soup. Fair enough. But no, so it's just a potato broth with some carrot and just some hot dogs. You know, that does... So that being said, when you describe it like that, that doesn't sound so bad. I know what they had on the film was... They had too much flour in it. Yes, I was going to say, what they had on the film, I was like, oh my God. Like, I would never... I would never, ever... Ever. I'll go hungry again before I do that. <laughs> I swear, my mum could not. I know we're not meant to talk about that film. Right, right, right. Which I still think is a great film. And I I, I know issues and tonally. Tons of issues. But my God, could my mum not pick up a carrot to cook dinner <laughs> and not do that line? <laughs> We had more carrots lifted above <laughs> people's heads in our house than the whole South did, I swear. Um, so the funny thing is, so we always had to watch it in like grade school, like eighth grade for Georgia history. We would watch it. Gone with the Wind. Gone with the, we're going to say, we're talking about Gone with the Wind. Yeah, we're talking about Gone with the Wind. Anyway, so in eighth grade, we had to watch Gone with the Wind. And so my brother thought it was going to be funny to like do that with a carrot but he did it with a roasted carrot and he didn't realize that whenever you held it up that it would mush in your hand and so it just like got all over him and he's like that didn't go how I planned I'm like no it didn't did it <laughs> don't be dramatic unless you know your props <laughs> well last week we were talking to mum and dad uh-huh. and my mum went fiddly D oh <laughs> in the phone call and actually let's say this we're going to move on to our culture culture in a yeah, bit yeah, yeah. but um, who who's it that wrote Bridget Jones I, I um, when she wrote it and then they cast 
uh, Texan Renee Zellweger, mm -hmm. uh, she went, well, I guess this makes up for having a British Scarlet O'Hara. That's true. Vivian Leigh was British. She, yeah, she was married to, what's his face? Oh, I'm... Laurie, Laurie Olivier at the time, oh, wasn't yeah, she? Yeah. And the only shot they'd got of Scarlet, they'd started filming, was her running the distance on her horse. Yeah. When they burnt Atlanta, what film, famous film set were they burning? Was it The Wizard of Oz? No, it was yeah. King Kong The Gates. Oh. Yeah. Did not know that. Because you would not think that based on what you were saying at all. Like, it was very accurate for what Atlanta would have looked like at that time. Because we had this cyclorama that we went to. Anyways, sorry. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yeah. I said, and, and uh, listeners, loyal listeners, I, I, I know that Gone the Wind is controversial, but as a film fan, it's very hard to sometimes differentiate the technical stuff from this and culture. Culturally, I, I acknowledge it is a terrible, terrible film, but my God, the Technicolor. I, right. I mean, with anything, it's shades of gray. It's never black or white. I mean, that one might actually be more black or white, but anyways. <laughs> So that may have been culture for <laughs> so that may have been culture for the deep south. <laughs> What's culture this week for the rest of America? Well, we're turning back time, going to the nineteen sixties. <laughs> Do you want to go first or shall I? I think you should go first because I've got more of an upper than you've got. Oh, I love an upper. Well, we're doing a quaalude. <laughs> Isn't it a mellower? It's downer, quaalude downer. Oh, are we ready for this one? Oh, I don't know that we are. Gotta top me off, but yeah. Oh, top me off as well, darling. Once you're done. Okay. Oh, that's the, uh, which one is that one? Oh, could you open another bottle of wine? We're gonna need it for this, Tori. Yeah. Can I top both of you? Yes. Actually, yes. So, for my culture this week, and we did kind of struggle a little bit, didn't we, for culture this week? It was I bit... think we found both of our culture on Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday. I think I realised my culture Wednesday. So, yeah. <laughs> we've been going through a lot. We've been discuss We try not to get too political. We don't like it. We can't. But we, so we, we, don't, we, don't, we just don't but like it. We just it. don't like it. <laughs> and it was interesting because this week or last week we saw the Supreme Court remove our rights and give, get, give uh, talentless individuals the right to remove us from their businesses and quite frankly carving us away carving us away but you know if you want to be in a creative industry and not have gays in it guess what you're going to fucking fail <laughs> but it was interesting because at the same time in the Florida Keys which is the only good part of Florida apart from Disney um, it's let's true yeah let's it's face true. it it's true. Uh, there's two men only results Yes. I have stayed at one of said resorts and enjoyed the fact it was only men. Uh, <laughs> but a woman has sued both of them for access to said resort. Mm, yes. Now, let's be honest, this woman is doing this for probably religious reasons because she wants to be a giant cunt. Here is the irony of this. I have read the story. She is actually a member of the Alphabet Mafia. She's doing this out of spite. Yes. Really? Yes. I'm, I, I, call me Which actually, This actually changes a bit of my perspective on it, but yes, she's doing this out of spite. So is she lesbian, bisexual, or just queer? I think she identifies as Q. Oh. Yes. Uh, the article did not go in that much detail based on the other one I read. Not the one that you posted, but I read another one. I don't get why she wants to go. I'm, I'm going to be very blunt. Well, there's an entire backstory to what happened, apparently. Because <laughs> these are men only clothing optional results. And by the same time, when we say resort, it's not like a palatial resort. It's not like white roads, walking over stuff. It's 
a backdoor bar, which is clothing optional. And it's a place, and I will point out, a small the room we had had no window. Oh. But boy, did we sleep well. Because it was dark. Because it was dark. Actually, that doesn't sound rather nice with my hotel, to be honest. <laughs> and we had a nice time. They were very, very friendly there. But it was men only. And while we were there, the bar that it was connected to allowed women. Mm-hmm. A woman decided to walk through the back bit intentionally and laughed at everyone. Thinking it was funny. Well... I know you shouldn't judge your woman on one, because otherwise we'd judge you on Sarah Palin... But I'm saying is that she was like, "Uh uh-huh, naked men. I'm like, this is our safe space. I'm so glad. Yeah. So would you mind at this point then explaining? Mm. So this woman, just in case I haven't clarified, decided she wanted to stay somewhere. They were like, this is men only. She therefore sued. So there is more to the backstory. There was an event that was hosted at one of them. I think it was New Orleans House. Yes, that's the one we've been at. Yes. So, at New Orleans House, there was an LGBT event that was all clothing at this yeah. event. She comes in, and she starts handing out posters saying, I don't like that I'm not included here. I'm going to sue. Was at an event that was all-inclusive, was fine, then got belligerently drunk and had to be escorted out by the police because she was causing property damage. And then came back and sued both of the resorts with the intent of she was discriminated against because it was a male-only space. So this is why, this is why, like, true crime podcast Daniel's coming back out. It's like, oh, there's a layer to this story. There's more to this story than what's being, you know, presented. Which complicates the waters completely of how I thought I was going to answer any of these questions that you had pulled up, Max. I'm not going to lie. <sighs> yeah. Shit. I know, I know. But so, but I think we should still ask her questions and still answer them as if she didn't do that. Right. So what, I, yeah. So the first question really was then, what do you think the difference is between this and the previous case? So, I mean, I think the difference between this and the previous case is, one, she actually is a member of the Alphabet Mafia. Yeah. If we want to put it that way. So she is that. Whereas the other case was a hypothetical situation, but... Someone once knowing the facts could argue that this is also a hypothetical situation because she was invited in and then decided to trash the place. But so, she wasn't allowed to stay. Because she was damaging property. No. <laughs> you know, like, that's the problem. <laughs> but had they established that she had not been allowed to stay? They had, been, they had established that she's allowed to be there for that event. Yeah. That she was handing out posters saying that she wanted to sue and then she was damaging property. So, of course... Any property owner is going to ask you to leave if you start breaking, you know, the bar. Like, that's just common sense. Like, you, you can't allow that to happen. So, she couldn't stay in that sense. So, I mean, if we're yeah. going to be technical type. But she wasn't that. allowed to stay. Uh, she'd been already told she could not stay overnight. She didn't ask. That never came out. So, it's a hypothetical again. Again, it's a hypothetical. This is why I'm saying it's, again, a hypothetical situation. This is changing everything. I know. I know. I I'm know. I'm wondering now if there's a story to talk about. Well, I think there still is a good story because I think one of the latter yeah. questions is rather good. So, like, my opinion is on this is that this is not historically a men-only place. Right. In the sense of we're not sitting around on big leather chairs talking about how we're going to be masters of the universe. Mm-hmm. This is just men wanting... This is just individuals that identify as male wanting to be individuals that identify as male mm-hmm. 
enjoying each other's company. In the nude. In the nude, there is no public sex. There is spaces for legally to fornicate. But not out in the open. But not out in the open. So I am a and and this is this is the this is the issue, right? So it's not like I guess I said it, it's not one of these these sort of like well they've never allowed anyone in here since nineteen fifty five. They have to have a fucking dustbuster up there, also just to get in. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we're not talking about that sort of thing. No. So as far as you know, she hadn't even asked to come in here. As far as I know, she paid for the event that she came to and she did the distraction. But she hadn't tried to book a room or anything like that. Now, that being said, this is me going back into true crime mode. I didn't look for court transcripts today to see what went down because that would normally be my first round of, like, yeah. investigation of, like, what actually went down. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, the next question I have is then, do uh-huh. you think that this business could offer the same service or experience if a female-identifying individual were allowed in? So, I'm going to offer this... This is what we were texting about earlier. I think that they can do either the Japanese onsen or the European bathhouse model, which is on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, women are allowed between these hours. If you identify as female, you're allowed between these hours. And if you identify as male, you're allowed between these hours. Or if these are two resorts, you alternate weeks. One week, one is a lesbian resort or female identifying resort, the next week it's a male identifying resort, so on and so forth, and you rotate between the two. So that would be the, also the question is you bring is, if it was a lesbian identifying resort, mm-hmm. in which it was women upon women, and that was it, would they like a gay man coming in and watching? So they probably wouldn't like a gay man, but then if you're trans, then I think you have an argument. But again, this is Florida, so who's yeah. to say? So here's the thing though, in the articles, the actual businesses said we are a business for men people that identify as male right there we go yeah so that was on their part so also i don't think that should there be i i and this is the thing is it's not about and this is we're going to get to this conclusion Mm. is that it's so tough because we are fighting for inclusion yet we have to identify what a safe space is right and it becomes difficult and you know sex is not a predominant part of homosexuality it is the loudest part of homosexuality yes unfortunately and therefore we have this issue but you know we went and Nubs and I you know it was just very it was all gay men it was very much a safe space it's very much like a little Little place of land you could be yourself. Right. I am not saying that I don't. I I have a lot of straight women friends, but I've also experienced like the dirty side of straight women in the old gay Disneyland aspect of it. You know, and I'm like, we're not here to be your entertainment. And I said, seeing that woman come out and go, oh my god, I'm gay man naked. I'm like, go away. This is our space. Right. It's like whenever a bridal party goes into a bar. Gay bar, you know, like one of those situations. And this is the issues we're facing. So I, it's so tough because we are going back and forth, Mm -hmm. but we need to have a level of common sense right now. Right. And I don't think this business could operate with what it's trying to offer gay men if women were, if people that identify as female were invited in. No. And I... 
also do not think if this bar then turned around and said, I want, we're going to do lesbian nights or women only. And then some man went, I should be allowed in. It would change that again. Right. It's one of these, I don't think we're going to win in this situation. And, and this is like the problem. I'm 38 years old. I'm a white gay man. I've grew up in the 90s. And I think all of us here grew up in the 90s. And yes. that's it because the hubs is in the room as well. <laughs> Yeah, we had a tough. We grew up in the shadow of HIV/AIDS. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we, we, we didn't have the the scare of it, but all our parents, I'm guessing, the minute we said we were gay, automatically went, "You're going to get AIDS and die." Yes. And we all grew up on <laughs> yes. this fear. We grew up in fear. You're going to die. Somehow we were going to both. We were going to both die alone, but with a venereal disease that we got from other people. Right. Right. Um, the irony of it. The yeah. irony of our parents' fears for something else. Yeah. And I have, I'm going to just put my hands up and I have witnesses. My parents are the most amazing parents you could ask for as a gay man, quite frankly. I know you two have ups and downs <laughs> with yours. <laughs> yes. But mine, I'm very lucky. But we grew up in this. So, and, and we grew up in boomers. We grew up in a monogamous environment. I grew up watching soap operas where, oh my God, the drama, so-and-so kids, so-and-so, and they're married, that's their marriage oh. over. It's like, that's not how the world works anymore. Right. And we, and even still, we have to have these environments so we can go in and just be our fucking selves. Literally someplace to let your hair down. Let your hair down. Let your hair down. From any part of the body. Right. But, and, and this is why it's so frustrating, and I think this person, individual involved in this, does not get that or what privilege do they have that they think and again a lot of it is I think I'm not going to play, play poor little rich boy on this I know that we're very fortunate mm-hmm. and me and my husband are very very fortunate we both look like a, a couple that we pass even as gay guys do you look like a couple? <laughs> I think even as a, even as gay guys we're very fortunate we don't you know we don't we don't stand out and just our mm. style our style and it's not anything you're not wearing for the bow I don't choose it I just like certain clothing you know and, and, and we're lucky but we still like to go to places where we can just be ourselves mm-hmm. so I I get where this person may be coming from but I really wish they'd look at what the consequence of their action is going to be right it's one of these they can't see the bigger picture they can't and they're going to take it and they're going to take it for themselves because women also need that environment I know it's an old fashioned thing they used to be at local leisure centres in England you know women swim evenings where two hours it was just women in the pool together it's a very old fashioned thing I'm sure that the turfs are going to have a field day keeping people out of that one but yes sometimes you just want to be part of like-minded people because you don't have to think when everyone has the same wavelength exactly and i think this person yeah i get it i get you've seen discrimination it's not it's not discrimination it's protection and i know that we could say well they're just protecting religion and i'm sorry i know that you are dating someone that is in a religious thing but religion has got a, a lot going on right now and the right people are fighting the right cause and they're protecting us. So we're not here to protect. I don't need to protect the priest because the priest is doing, I'm going to say God's work. Yeah. He's 
had some amazing conversations with me and we and I trust that he's looking for the, doing the right thing he's not the person out there just going I just don't want to be around people like that right there is a huge difference and I would say you know it comes down to the religion versus spirituality conversation exactly. which you know you know I've had so and without because I know I could go on forever about this you could, you could. but I'm just going to say is that not every the point of a safe space is it's got to be nuanced we have to understand nuance. Not every safe space is going to fit all. Understand that maybe it's not your safe space, but it's someone, but it's else's. someone else's. Find your safe I, space. I'm going to be honest, and I've got the hub sitting right in front of me. My safe space sometimes is it, it is reading. I enjoy mm. sitting there with a book and getting locked into it. He's more communicative, communicative, and sometimes he wants to sit there and talk, and I want to sit there and read. And he leaves me alone knowing I just need half an hour not looking at a screen. And then afterwards, I'll get a glass of wine. Or he might be playing some music. And we'll just chat. We have to meet each other separately because it's personal. And that has to count. But our community cannot fight each other. Right. Because while we're fighting each other, the real enemy is getting in there. And I get the point of this woman. I do understand where she may be coming from. But don't fucking come in two years' time or less than that and say they've come from my rights. I'm like, bitch, you distracted us. Bravo. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say is bravo on that. And on that... Would you like my wine? <laughs> yes, I would. But I also want to point out that I spoke to a lady quickly, and so, so the hub said something, that at work about this, um, uh-huh. and I asked a, I asked a, um, uh, a female-identifying individual... Who I've had a very good conversations with works mm-hmm. on our, our t- one of the teams that I know, is, and I said to her, "How do you feel?" And they had the same thoughts. They were like, "We need to nuance our stuff." And it, when I first met them, I was taken to the wing in Georgetown, which is a female-only work we work, mm-hmm. and that I was allowed in as a male because I was supporting a female interview going on. It was all women. It was a really oh, it was gorgeous stadium seat oh it's lovely Ooh. and Ooh. apparently just before covid someone had sued him for access and between that and covid it killed that, mm, that. No. and that's it so i'm sorry but let's just identify that spaces are personal to people there's other slices of the pie you can sit in exactly okay daniel do you have any culture after that i'm sorry i, I do have culture after that um maybe a little bit less profound than yours <laughs> We'll put it that way. But I think you're... you're so right. on the Mount here. Right? The sewing getting mounted. I mean, you did Sermon of the Mount, and I'm doing the wedding, and I'm bringing the wine, apparently. So anyways, um, so there's been a bit of book news this week. I love a book. I know you you love a book. Can I, I, ju- book. Can I just stop you? Yeah. Uh, a book is a item that contains a printed word on paper can um, help together by tr- between the figure card. <gasps> is that the word of the week book? A book. A <laughs> book. A <laughs> book. Uh, so it was announced that Britney Spears is publishing a memoir called The Woman Within Me, which we've had several jokes about today. We have one week to read that. We you know we have to be in there so quickly with that one. I mean, we'll be going to Kramer Books the day it comes out, and we'll be getting it. There we go. Or somewhere else at that point. But also, the Washington Post has printed Obama's hypothetical book list because he has not released his book list for the summer. And so my question is, with you, Max, do you actually pay attention to the summer book list? 
No. Uh, so the hubs uh, a while back bought me the uh, Secret City book, mm-hmm. which I so I tried to do a book a month, but this one has taken me three months to read. It's a it's a very dense tome. I'm very pr- I'm actually doing really well with it. Like you are, I'm you still are. I'm ninety pages is the one I will get to, but no, I'm 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 doing well. But no, I don't uh, actually. I'm a gay man. You're a gay man, and my mum actually recommends books for me. <laughs> but my mum was the one who recommended us, us two, right. the uh, Fuzzy Murder Club, which was amazing. And they're still amazing, amazing. and I cannot we wait for the casting to be revealed. So no, I I don't. I I Joe, you know I I this book I knew you've lent me one, uh, the one about Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've got a Miriam Margolis uh, book, and my mum's lent me a couple. Uh-huh. No, I don't. I I my. She reminds I'm a, I am a good gay gay man. I, I listen to what my mother tells me to read. So you don't listen to the WAPO or the NPR or the Better Southerner or the Garden and Gun or anyone else or the New Yorker? No, because what happens is my mum asks me to buy a book for Christmas and I go and when she comes to visit, she gives it back to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Lending Library. Well, yes, Lending Library, except she purchased it. But anyways, so, well, then that just goes out the window. I was going to ask if you actually pay attention to any of these book lists that come out. I don't. I, I, no, but I would know some of the books. Mm-hmm. I do see them, but I just don't. I, I, my book reading is just everywhere. So you're saying that it doesn't, like, influence you to go purchase anything? I or... would possibly walk around Kramer's drunk and go, I recognize that title. I should pick that up. So that's how you do it. So essentially you're saying that I'm a really bad influence on those days that we show up drunk to Kramer's. No, actually, you're really good. Oh. But I'm saying this that I would not... I, I'm i a good influence. I always walk away with books. In, a turn, <laughs> in the words of Fleetwood Mac, uh, second-hand news. Mm. Uh, so, essentially, you will... I get it through you. Mm. I, I, I think you filter. But, no, I probably will look at a lot of these books. I'll put them on my Amazon wish list. Mm-hmm. And then I will find a book best, like that I need to to read okay so the reason I read Secret, um, Secret City is because the husband never buys me books because he's not I was book. I was impressed when he bought you that one I think it's a nick time I think it's going to keep me quiet but no I if you give me a book you give me a friend for a month yeah that's true just a month just a month so okay well that's good to know um, so that just went my culture out the window completely Max you dominated the podcast once again there we no, go no what were no. you going to say no I was just going to ask you you know like if you paid attention to these book lists why do you pay attention to them or why do you not and you're just like I listen to my mom and her friend and I'm like well that's great that's no I, I think that actually with book it's, it's interesting isn't it with these book lists because you yeah. you do I think you do find stuff and I think it it sort of depends for me in that I'm looking for someone that's generally read the book Mm -hmm. because I do feel you get like the Oprah book club where you're like well who have they paid to get on it because you know that someone's paid for that but I do generally feel I, 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 I attribute a lot I think that's the greatest the greatest word the phrase that's ever been said if you've got a book, you've always got a friend. Yes. And I don't... And I think if you are confused by that, you're not a reader. Right. And Daniel and I are both readers. I think that's... that's I would I, say we're voracious readers. readers. And I try... And, and also, one of the things you said to me when I started the podcast was that, you know, by the way, you're not going to read as much. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, no, I will. I do. Like, no, I, do no, I pay attention. And I think that for me is that 
I love to enjoy a book, mm-hmm. uh, but it's also like, well, if I'm going to watch a smart film, I'm going to watch it at six o'clock. If I'm going to watch a dumb film, I'm going to watch it at ten o'clock. Right. And I feel that sometimes with books, is that I really like to read an enjoyable book. I I loved Red, White, and Wild Blue. Yes. Uh, it was a hundred pages too long, in my opinion. I felt mm-hmm. they fluffed it out a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. But I do like a good book, so I do pay attention to, and and actually. Though I may not directly pay attention to the lists, uh-huh. I do think they filter into other lists, and that's right. my thing. But I do think Kramis, especially, and by the way, we say Kramis. Kramis is a bookshop in DC, which is like a fucking day club on Saturday afternoons. It's it amazing is. to watch an independent bookstore feel that busy. And uh, I love it. Oh, I mean, the energy, the energy, the energy! Because everyone's looking for a book. They want to read. They want to like have a conversation with people. And they're like, oh, read this, read that, and it's just. It's what you want a bookstore. I just love though, and and I think is that I I have so many books. I like, I'm a big Star Wars fan. I love all the Star Wars books, mm-hmm. but I love walking about a bookstore, and I feel that I like to go in raw. Fair, and I love to go and go. That looks interesting. You, you like the discovery of a title. I do. It's it's a treasure hunt to find something when you go into a bookstore. And you know, for me as well as that, I like to go to a musical, not only the music. Right. But no, these I, and you're you are you are a voracious reader. You are like I'm I'm a, I am an energetic reader. You are a voracious reader, and that <laughs> that because I will sit there and go. I have to sit sometimes, but I love the fact that I think that's readers and TV watchers are two different people, and we're not being snobby, but it is it is a case of like yeah. I'm gonna sit aside. Like I'll go on the roof deck. I'll put in uh, in some some shorts and some t-shirt, and I'll put a cup of tea, and I'll sit there and have a read of a book. Mm-hmm. And it's a very different experience of sitting there and going, "Hey, I'm gonna put on holders," right? Which my husband does, and he that's his way. I love him for that, right? But it's kiss, a, kiss, kiss, kiss. But, but I it, love him it's for that. A, it, it's a different part of the brain that's stimulated. But me and you have a lovely time reading, oh, we and do. we love sharing a book. We do. I I think the 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 best thing, and also most annoying thing sometimes you can do actually though saying that because you, you pick the wrong book mm. is mm-hmm. if someone said to me if you there's only a couple people can do it people that can do it and the husband maybe cannot sometimes because <laughs> he because he's not he, my husband's a very passionate gift giver but he's mm-hmm. also like doesn't get it but if if Daniel bought me a book and just said I think you'll really love this and if my mum me and my mum aren't creepily like flowers in the attic clothes but we my mum but my mum <laughs> no one should be that close but my mum knows me if my mum goes I think you'll really really love this book mm-hmm. I am I think that's I think that's the loveliest thing yeah that, that to say to, and that, that to me if someone goes I think you'll like this that says to me someone in this world knows you Right, so I'd say, like, growing up, my dad and my aunt were both that for me. Like, teenage years are like, you should read this book. You should read this book. And it was, like, you know, some racy, like, for lack of a better word, English literature and, like, more racy, like, scandalous, like, literature. And they're like, you should read, like, these classics. And they were earth-shattering, and they're classics, and they're good, and they withstood the test of time for a reason. But it was exactly what I needed. Like, you know, yeah, I should read that Agatha Christie that's talking about, you know, X, Y, and Z. Well, you know, my... Yeah. My story, and um, oh, it's all about Max this week. It's always about Max. Max Max. But my, my, so I'm, I'm a Maximilian, and uh, mm-hmm. in year, so I'm, I'm looking consciously at the time because we're going to finish up soon. Mm-hmm. But my wonderful mother, 
uh, in year in grade fifteen. Uh, wait, wait, fifteen? No, eleven? No, uh, ten. That's uh-huh. it. Yeah. Uh, when we were assigned at uh, Easter vacation, hey, go read a classical novel, mm-hmm. and you can oh, you can read by some men. That was the go-to if you wanted to read that. Uh-huh. And my mum said, you need to read Rebecca. Uh-huh. And Daniel knows his story. Yes. But my mum said, look, hey, I, I hate to say this, but you were named, my name is Maximilian, Maxim de Winter, you're named after this person. If you were a girl, you'd be Rebecca. And then ironically, uh, my cousin uh, is Rebecca. Yeah. And I don't think I was named after that, but my mum always said she loved that name. So the, her first born would be Maximilian or Rebecca. Uh-huh. And my mum made me read this. She goes, just look, let me buy this book for you. And, and oh, I was 15 at the same time. So let's face it, my mum would have bought the book anyway. Right. But, uh, <laughs> but oh, cheers, mom. And I walked into, into school and everyone was like, well, I read Mice and Men, blah, blah. And I'm not saying something wrong. I've never read Mice and Men. I'm not saying anything wrong with Mice and Men. Is it Lemmy? Yeah, it's Lemmy. Yeah, I, I, that's all I know. It's okay. It's yeah. not my favourite. Yeah. It's not my favourite. And I was like, I read this, I read this. And then uh, Max, what did you read? And I went, um, my mum asked me to read Rebecca because I've named after the main character <laughs> and my English teacher went oh oh <laughs> makes so much sense now and she was rooting for me to finish it because have you got this bit I said no she, I'm not saying you know like, uh, and every time my teacher walks into the classroom she goes Max is reading Rebecca and I went, oh Mrs yeah. Danvers and this is when I became a gay man so <laughs> what I'm saying is gays I know Real Housewives appeals but find the classic book. Break a spine. And you know who, what I mean by that. Who wrote, Brid- um, not Bridgerton, um, Brideshead? Even Woe. I suppose Even Woe. Pick up an Even Woe. Pick up a Jane Austen or pick up a Daphne du Maurier. If you want... Pick up a Jane Austen. Please pick up a Jane Austen. If you Persuasions. Think, Persuasions is the one you If you pick think up. that the real housewives are iconic, you have no idea. And on that note, I think we need to end this fucking episode. <laughs> Do you have a story of the week? I do have a gagged and gooped. Gagged and gooped, go for it. There we go. I Can See You by Taylor Swift. Taylor Lautner comes on the screen. I was gagged. I was gooped. I... When his legs split. Yeah. Yes! <laughs> All I'm going to say is this song is iconic. It has got a Mick Jagger strut to start off the song. Is how I'd you know, categorize it. Yeah. But it's classic Taylor Swift. And it is from the vault, and it's everything we wanted and didn't know we needed. And a little girl from the uh, Joe King. Joe King yeah. uh, looks amazing. Yes, uh, well of a time having clearly. Yeah, uh, loving her for that. It was it was everything we needed, and I feel so much for it. Yes. Do you have a word of the week? I do have a word of the week. Go on. It's called green hushing. Oh, go on. Green hushing. It's where companies keep quiet about environmental goals, specifically downplaying ecological benefits or sustainability as in they're trying to appeal to the right by their green hushing that something is good for the environment do you have a petticoat lane i don't do you have a petticoat lane oh god this sounds bitchy i have a petticoat lane hey just just because we all need to look the same let's stop looking the same the gay fight was based on fighting for individuality I, i think i've said this before on this podcast have you wear different clothing oh be proud <laughs> of what but just because barbie is coming out next month doesn't this next week 
doesn't mean we have to wear the same fucking Kendall clothing. Just because you see someone wear it doesn't mean you have to. So can we doesn't please, mean you should. Please, just start feeding ourselves again. And that's what I'm going to say. There we go. There we go. Hey, Daniel. Yes. Do you think we cover everything? We've barely set the agenda. Jesus fucking Christ, what an episode. Cheers. Boom. You've been listening to Bitches With Beards. I've been Max. And I'm Daniel. A big thanks to you all for tuning in and giving us a listen. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Please remember that only a mother could love our views and opinions. They reflect us and no one else. All music and clips are used under fair use. We'll see you next week, unless we're cancelled. Cheers. Cheers.